Hi, this is Harry Manfredini from Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Alone in the Dark Podcast. Numerologically speaking, the number 20 is primarily focused on relationships. It understands the dynamics of relationships better than the essence represented by any other number. 20 is also loyal to the team and a superb negotiator. How apropos is it then that with all this talk of relationships, teamwork, and negotiation that we here at Home Alone in the Dark podcast are going to attempt to negotiate our first ever three-way. I, Matt, will embark upon this voyage aboard a vessel of virginity with two very worthy seafarers, the captain, the always honest and steadfastly loyal Mike, who will be steering us through these trepidatious tides. Under him, although not literally, will be our first mate, Rochelle. She has braved these podcast waters before. With wit and intellect, she will be lending any crumbs of class and style that's to be had at today's proceedings. And what about me, you ask? Well, the only thing naked about me is my ambition. But for the next hour and a half or so, I'll be waxing philosophically about the inane and unimportant. All the while, of course, nibbling the nourishing nipple of nostalgia. So to recap, you have me. One of my co-hosts is beautiful, the other beautifully flawed. One is young in the actual chronological sense of the word, the other young at heart. So, with questions abound and style aplenty, it unfolds here now. It's episode 20. Survey Sam! Good evening. This place is cursed. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. It's Miller time. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Survey said, ba-boom. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the Alone in the Dark podcast. My name is Rochelle, and I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Matt. How are you? Good. That was beautiful. Thank this you. Is, uh, it's weird. Like, um, we're, all, we're all here having a – this is like our first three-way. This is pretty crazy. And I'm, I feel a little weird because I'm not wearing any clothes, so I don't know. <laughs> this is very strange. You know, I've never done one of these before, you know? Me you? neither. I'm nervous. Very nervous. Yeah. How about you, Rochelle? Have you ever done a three-way before or no? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this in my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, that's a little creepy, right? <laughs> she's anyway. staring at her like, you know, Betty Boop poster and she's talking about three-ways. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. We're making a joke. We're here uh, We're here recording our second uh, survey episode. And the reason why we're calling it a three-way is because it's three of us, and I'm so excited. This is like uh, this has been a long time coming, you know. It's usually me or Matt or me or Rochelle or me by myself with some other guests. So this is awesome. I'm psyched to have you guys both on. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Very thank cool. you. Yeah, <laughs> and that was quite an introduction, Matt. Let me tell you. Thank you very much. That was great. Uh, you always do not disappoint. I love it. <laughs> I try. It's awesome. Um, I don't mean I try to disappoint. I mean I try not to disappoint, just to clear that, clarify. No, you never disappoint. It's amazing. <laughs> so um, so real quick, let's uh, I'd just love to catch up. Rochelle, you have been super busy. Tell us about what you've been up to with all the cool movie stuff and everything that you've been doing. Um, so I live in Toronto, and I do a lot of work for a cinema in the city called The Royal. Um, so one of my several jobs there is a programming and marketing associate. So I'm kind of on the programming team, um, as kind of like an advisory person. And then I do a lot of promotion for the theater. 
Um, I like handle the social media and stuff like that and um, do press relations also in Toronto for the Royal. Uh, but then I also curate a series uh, where I screen a movie once a month at the Royal called Retropath. And um, it initially, I wanted it to be kind of 50s and 60s horror and sci-fi films. But the further I get, the more there's just, there's so many weird films from the 70s that I want to screen. There's a lot of weird films from the 30s that I'd like to screen. So I'm kind of breaking that two decade um, barrier to kind of move outward a bit. Um, for example, I watched Beyond the Valley of the Dolls last night, and I really want to program that movie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, that's, the, that's not with Sharon Tate, right? Uh, no, that's Valley of the Dolls. Oh, Valley of the Dolls. Okay. Yeah. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is that uh, like satire that Roger Ebert and Russ Meyer wrote, and it's so bonkers and ridiculous. So I think it would be really fun to screen with the crowd. Um I'm still writing for Rumorg. I write for Broken Pencil. I write for Shock to You Drop. Um, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. A bunch of little kind of freelance things to make up a livable wage. <laughs> so, Rochelle, I'd like to know, um, with the slate of films that's coming out, uh, that are coming out, or I don't know, you know if you get them straight out of a festival, or whether, whether, you know, whether you're privy to early copies or prints of anything, or is there anything going around now that either you've seen and you can't wait for others to see, or that you're like dying to see this year? Um, well, I'm really dying to see the Neon Demon. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I oh, heard yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, one of the it's, other podcasts. I feel like it's coming out like early July, but Rumorg is doing a sneak preview screening of it at the Royal uh, awesome. this upcoming Thursday. So I'm going to sneak in and watch it. Um, I saw The Conjuring 2, and it's like hot trash. But it was it was fun. Uh, the, it was another royal event because I just apparently lived there. But um, my my boss got me these like kind of secret like lockdown tickets to go see The Conjuring at the Royal on Friday the thirteenth. And then he he was like, "Make sure you can go. Make sure you can go." And I was kind of confused because I was like, I've, "I've already seen The Conjuring. Like, I don't understand why it's so urgent." And then I got there. And then uh, they're like checking bags for security camera or for cameras and like yeah. and, um, there's like metal detectors and everything and of course um, like you go and you sit down and and then James Wan he did this like video intro and he was basically just like J.K. bitches it's the sequel and wow. then I saw the Pretty sequel cool. and uh, yeah it's it's bad but it was a fun night <laughs> that's cool you didn't like it at all. No, no. Uh it's um I just found it to be really like um uh like run of the mill, like jump scare gotcha. uh, mainstream type of garbage, but yeah. Yeah. Um the beginning You're breaking you're breaking Mike's heart right now. You know I that. know, I was so excited. I can't no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm like <laughs> so excited to check it out, you know? Um, Mike's been salivating over that movie for about a year. You just you just completely wasted him in like no, two seconds. It's all good. Beautiful. I don't have to. Um, as soon as she said hot, as soon as she said hot trash, I'm like, what possibly positive thing could yeah, come out no, of that? There's comment? nothing positive from that. Totally. <laughs> no, I know that. I know that. There's moments in it that really made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's well, yeah. That, that's something. whether they were intended or not. You're not sure, but yeah, right. That's cool. Um, how about Matt? Have you seen anything good lately? You know, I just saw this movie a couple – I want to say like two weeks ago. And Rochelle, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, and I'm sure I, – I don't know. 
I'm not sure of anything actually because I just met you, but <laughs> I saw the remake of Martyrs and I fucking hate it, man. I oh, hate yeah. the like the US one. The, the the one that just the one that just came out in the beginning of the year. I want to say January or something. It was yeah, yeah. Year or something. I, I detested it with every bone in my body. Are you a fan of the original? I actually didn't. I have to say, I didn't see the original, which is why I was kind of skeptical to watch a remake before the original. But the, right. how it, how it ended up for me anyway. But um, I just I don't know. Did you see the Did you see the remake? Um, I, I I've seen the original, but like I did not even like bother to watch the remake. But that's interesting. That like just going into it. Like essentially blind. It's like yeah. I mean, I thought that was cool. I mean, listen, it's very slick. It looks really beautiful. I mean, it's the way it's photographed. I'm not saying it's not a competently made film. It certainly is. Right. But at the same at the same point, I don't know. I mean, I describe it as an unwatchable mess. That's just the way I saw it. Um, <laughs> right. I, and I looked. I actually looked on Rotten Tomatoes. It got a seven percent. So it's not just me. Wow. Yeah. Um, very, like I said, high production value, beautiful photography. The camera works really nice in some spots, but um. I had no connection so whatsoever to the, to the characters or the story. I mean, you know, there's some horrible things happening to women and girls in, the, in it. And, you know, it's not that, you know, I felt that that was out of play. I mean, you know, people enjoy I Spit in Their Grave and all these other things that are these rape revenge things. But mm-hmm. I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't think they fleshed anything out. It, it, I don't know. You should watch the original. Yeah, I guess I should. Yeah, Lesson learned. Your opinion. Yeah, lesson learned. What is the original? Is what is it? Um, it's foreign, right or no? Yeah, I, it's French, I think. It's French, okay. Yeah, yeah. The same got the same people who like the inside is French, also, right? I heard that's horrific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that's. I I don't know. I don't think I Mike don't watch that movie ever. By the way, okay, it's not. <laughs> I just for me. I heard very disgusting and and really demented things about that movie, but um. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, something with pregnancy, and I don't know. I don't want to know, but I guess I do want to know, but. That's crazy. Yeah, the French man, they're harsh. They're hardcore over there. <laughs> Mike, guess... Mike, have you ever seen anything by I guess his name is Gaspar Noé or whatever? I don't know if he is he French? No. Yeah. He's married. I know I think he was married to Monica Bellucci, he was Italian. Um, Jerry, he... you this movie Irreversible, I think it is, where where it's literally she's walking in this underground tunnel in I guess it's France or somewhere and she gets raped and it's just oh the camera just holds on her face for like nine straight minutes and it's just oh that's disturbing I, are we doing this because it's disturbing or is this a little gratuitous i don't know totally yeah. um, did, did, did you see it rochelle uh i haven't seen that one i oh. know uh he just made a movie called love that's that heard heard his rave reviews everywhere uh it it played at tiff this past year and i went to go see it and i think that day i had watched like like i had planned to watch like four movies. It was like, it was kind of like a, it was a heavy day for movies. And I went to go see love. It was maybe the second movie of the day. And it left me so fucking depressed. Yeah. About just like the state of like, man, that like, I just had to go home. I, I was, I, I don't know if, I don't think it's a good movie. Cause it's very, um, like meandering and it's yeah. like, it's like an hour too long. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not really familiar with a lot of his work, but it's very uh, like divisive. Like people seem to either really love him or really, really hate him. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's so. It, you bring up a good point, Mike. I don't know how much we've actually ever talked about this on the podcast, but yeah, I don't think, think, we think ever... about. Well, not even mean, you don't even mean Gaspar Noé. I'm just talking about the whole concept of like how and when you see a film. Like to me, seeing a movie and it's like the fourth or fifth one of the day when you're trying to cram them in. To me, you, how could you possibly enjoy that movie for everything that it? could be or is i'm not saying rochelle it's going to change when you, if, if i'm sure you, you know 
you're not going to run out and watch Love again. But yeah, it's just interesting, like when you watch something or how you watch it, and like at the end of a five movie day or something, it's got to change a little bit of how you would, might feel about, it. or maybe not. I don't know. It's interesting though to think about. It's it's like a weird exhaustion. Like I feel like whenever I've done, um, whenever I do film festivals, like in the past year and a bit, it's generally for work. So I generally have to see as much as possible or everything. And it's like, I don't know, like, like I said earlier about like um, how I'm really excited to learn a, an instrument because like I love film so much or else I wouldn't do everything that I do. But at a certain point, it's like, it's just exhausting. Like I don't want it to feel like... Like, like teaching it feels something. to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> um, but yeah, Mike, no, and I, Mike, Mike, Mike and I both play guitar too, by the way. We're, we're, we're into that stuff. So. Oh, yeah. let's start a Skype band. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd we should cool. call it, imagine the name Skype. It's great. Perfect. There you go. That's it. It's done. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> and we'll make that, we'll make the acronym, like make something crazy. Like the SK, we'll just like completely come up with some words that don't even go together just to yeah. call it, just be cool, to be cool and witty. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What about this? Uh, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the show. What's the, the show they just announced for Netflix? Have you guys seen the trailer? Oh, uh, what's it the called? One, the one with Winona. Dark Necessities? No. Is that, what is the one it with called? Winona Ryder? Yes. It's strange something, Stranger Than. Yes. yes. It has Strange in it. It, yeah. it looks, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, but it looks unbelievable. It looks so good. Mike, what about the Cameron Crowe roadie, roadie show? Yeah, that looks kind of cool, too. With I Luke guess. Wilson? Come yeah, on, Mike. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's cool. <laughs> Executive produced by your boy J.J. Abrams? Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. But I'm more excited for this this Netflix show because it just looks like Spielberg like is dripping all over it. You know what I mean? It looks so cool. All right, let's completely lower expectations. What about Freeform, formerly ABC Family's Dead of Summer. Come on, come on, let me hear it. Oh, what? I don't know. Oh, is this the show that they've been talking about forever and it's finally happening or something? It's or? finally coming out. It's called, my, my wife, Melissa, she's like, oh, Matt, I, I know you don't watch ABC Family. You know, I watch my Harry Potter weekends every friggin', you know, it's on constantly. She watches it every right. time it's on. Yep. She goes, this, this show came on. I saw this advertisement. She goes, this is right up your alley. I go, what is it? She goes, I don't know, it's dead something. I go, oh, shit, I got to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, man, am I going to have to? Like, you know, go down into the mine but that low is, and watch it. I remember reading about this in one of the magazines, and it did sound kind of cool, you know? I, I don't know. Mike, there's a picture of, like, a lake, and there's, like, a swing on the cover. I'm like, Mike would be sold on the picture alone, the oh, poster alone. I'm sure, dude. That sounds really cool. <laughs> What's it called again? I think it's Dead of Summer, I believe. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I remembered what I've been watching lately <laughs> um, on... Sunday, I just had a day where I was like, you know what? All I'm going to do is watch Netflix today. <laughs> I watched all of um, Breaking the Magician's Code. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That show from like the late 90s with the Masked Magician. Um, I, I had like a weird realization while watching it because I did watch it when it was on. But when it was on, I would have been like seven. <laughs> and, um, wow. Uh, I remembered like almost every episode and then a couple of weeks prior, um, my roommate and I got, we fell down like an internet rabbit hole where we were watching all these like Chris Angel clips and kind of making fun of them. And then I realized that I had seen all of them too. So I have discovered this week that when I was a kid, I really liked magic. <laughs> so that was a weird thing to come across. That's awesome. Hey, but, incidentally, have you ever seen the movie magic with, was it Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a great movie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of magic too. That's cool. Like magic in general, not the movie magic. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but anyway. No, I think Mike, I think Scream Factory has it on, on Blu-ray, buddy. So I think you should check it out. I know, that's I'm like a sucker for any of those, so I might they're have so to. They're they're pumping them. So out. speaking of speaking of Blu-ray, real yes, quick, I want to yes. get your take on this. Uh, we never you know we don't get too political and I don't want to get too deep on this, but just curious because I'm I have a curious mind. So the uh, Jeepers Creepers are coming out, right? And this oh. Victor Salva guy obviously has this past, this yep. shady past. This. So my question to you guys um, is, like, can you – are you able to separate art from the artist? Can you? Are you, Would you buy Jeepers Creepers because you like the film and, you know, screw what happened to him and, you know, he did his time, blah, blah, blah. I mean it's like Woody Allen, you know, did you stop – not like you're a big Woody Allen fan. I mean I am a Woody Allen fan. I, I mean – if I would have stopped watching Woody Allen when he was doing his thing, I never would have saw Match Point. That's like one of my favorite films of the last 10, 20 years. Right. Um, and then there's – and then uh, – so and if somebody told me Carpenter was a philanderer, you know, like I'm going to stop watching John Carpenter films, I mean give me a break. You know what I mean? So where do you guys fall on that? It's, it's so hard to say because like I feel like when I learned all those I, – I was a, a pretty big Woody Allen fan, but like when I learned all those things about – all the horrible shit that he did, it's like, it just washes a tone over like what I used to enjoy. You know what I mean? Like you, I, I feel like I understand what you mean. Cause like, uh, I love Hitchcock and Hitchcock was a piece of shit. I love Polanski movies and Polanski is a piece of shit. And it's like, it's right. all this, it, it's, I, I, honestly, yeah. I honestly don't know. Like uh, that's the best that I can say is that there's definitely this like sick feeling. And I, it's almost like I, I, I want to avoid you know, strangers on a train or whatever, but it's like, Oh, you can't listen, (laughs) Mike, Mike, we're going to do a Hitchcock five up here. And I got to tell you, that's going to be very, very high up on my list. When you say strangers on a train, that's like the grail to me right there. Yeah. No, it's it's a wonderful film. Oh God. It's that's him at the top of his game by far. Um, but like you say, you know, you know, if you find, I mean, there's not a lot that could like Mike, let's just say, dude, I know you get hopping in the conversation. You're like Carpenter, right? Like, you know, when he was getting the money shot, for the opening of Halloween, like if he had his hand down some little kid's pants or something, that has to change your mind about. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's tough. You know what I mean? You don't want to support, you know, an asshole that's done something fucked up, but you know, if you, if you like a movie, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to, uh, to give up on it. So it's, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Cause it's, it's something certainly worth thinking about anyway. You know, and it, it's definitely a controversial thing that's kind of been out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a really hard question. It is. It's so tough. listen, we usually do a bunch of segments. Obviously, we're going to forego many of them. But um, yes. can I throw? A, can I at least throw a couple poster taglines out there and see where we're at? Yeah, that's cool. Do you, I don't know if you know this, Rochelle. This is where Matt throws out a poster tagline, and you have to guess what movie it is. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I don't know if I'll be good at this. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, I you probably will be good at this, but I'm terrible at this, and you know. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Some some of these are kind of obscure. Some of them aren't. But here we go. You ready, Mike? Yep. Mike, jump in here too. Welcome to the witching hour. Ooh. One of your favorites, Mike. This is one of my favorites. Hell yeah, from the '90s, baby. Come on, I'm giving you big hints here. The '90s. Uh, For, the, fruits of bulk, Mike. The craft. The craft. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> the craft. Cool. All right. You got. All right. One? Here we go. For God's sake, get out. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, give me, give me a like a. There's a house. There's a house on the cover. Is it? Ha- is it house? 1979. 1979. It's it's linked to the Conjuring 2, I believe somehow. 
Oh, oh, uh, Amityville Horror. There you go. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. That, there you go. Yeah. Okay, that, Rochelle. Yeah. Rochelle, this one's for you. All right, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> All right. It's a, it was a movie that came out in 2007, and it billed itself as old school American horror. This gentleman also has a podcast. Uh, the director. Huh. Is it? Is it like? His initials are A G. Is is it? Is it hatchet? Correct. Hatchet. Yeah. Yes. There you go. You nailed it. Yeah. All right, Mike. You ready? I'm ready, bud. Give it to me. Okay. Just when you thought it was safe to be dead. Oh fuck. <laughs> That's a great. Ah. Shit. How great is that fucking tagline? That is good. Just when you thought it was safe to be dead. Okay, you ready? Oh, you gotta give me I'm going to give you the hugest hint ever. Okay. This song is in the first movie. Do you want to party? Oh. Oh. It's party time. Come oh on, Mike. Oh, my God, dude. I can't. I can hear Mike, it. Mike, the guy pops his head out of the freaking ground. He's dead in the freeze frame, and that song comes on. And what's her name is naked throughout like the whole entire Return, movie. Return Lena Quigley of the is dead. Yes, part what though? Just when you thought it was safe to be dead. Return of the Living Dead. Part two. It's part two. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Story. All right, you guys are both, and I know all three of us are gonna be fans of this film. You ready? Okay. Talk on the phone. Finish your homework. Watch TV. Die. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. 2009 film. 2009. Kind of a throwback retro feel to it. Um, the girl puts a pair of headphones on. Oh, is it? Oh, I know what it is. is it, One thing leads the, to another. Come on, Mike. Night of the Devil? House of the Devil, House yes. House of the Devil. What did I say? Night of the Devil. House of, House the, devil. of the Devil. Awesome. All right, Rochelle, I have two more for you while we're waiting here. You ready? Okay. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. Is it chopping mall? Yeah. How in the hell did you get that? That was excellent. <laughs> That's the only shopping related horror movie I could think of. <laughs> yeah, besides Dawn of the Dead, but yes, you're yeah. right. <laughs> Classic. All right, here's the last one. You ready? Okay. You'll probably get this one. Death doesn't take no for an answer. Mm. I don't know. And it's not It Follows, but what did It Follows kind of parody or mimic in a way, in a small way? Um... It's a series of films. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't final, know. final destination. Oh, all right, all right. Let me let, let me use this. Let me interject something here. It was Mike's birthday on Friday, so we all just owe Mike a big fat happy birthday, man. Oh, thank Best you. guy in the world. Happy birthday, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thirty-four years old, man. Nice job, man. <laughs> I wish, dude. I wish. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this, man. I'm excited. All right, we're going to ask each other a bunch of questions, and we're going to have a discussion about it and go from there. But I think we're going to direct most of these to Rochelle. So, okay, so Matt, why don't you go first? Survey Sam. All right, ready? And some of these, you know, some of these, I like I said, I repeated from the first one, but I didn't get Rochelle's take. So we'll just – and we'll all just really quickly, Mike, some you know, summarize where we stand on it. But yes. obviously we're going to get Rochelle's take on it. Absolutely. So, Rochelle, you ready? Okay. All right. Cronenberg or Craven? Ooh. Um, I think 
that see that's tough for me because i think that um the fly is like one of my favorite movies of all time okay but as far as like output goes i think that craven is probably a more important director because as much as he had like a fair share of crap because there is just so much content that he put out um he also seemed to like come right on the nose for those films that were like really really important to define like once a de- like once a decade right yeah like like scream and um last house on the left and nightmare it's like all these like genre swing films that are so so important and they're definitely among my favorites um Agreed. so yeah i think i'd have to say craven even though i also really like cronenberg <laughs> i concur yeah i agree i agree i think uh yeah Cronenberg style-wise is cool and everything, but Craven overall, I think, is, uh, yeah. is definitely a leader, you know? Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. That's a good one, Maddie. All right, can I ask one? You may. All right, cool. You ready? Uh, I'm going to hit you with a big one right off the bat, Rochelle. You ready? Oh, man, I'm nervous. No, it's all good. Rocky Horror or Phantom of the Paradise? Oh. That's easy. <laughs> Handle the Paradise. I knew it. I knew it. I, I had to throw that out there right away because you introduced me to that movie, and I was like, one of the greatest movies ever. So I wanted wanted to make sure you stood stood on that one. So that's good. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that like they're, they're often compared to each other, also, which I never really agreed with because I don't think that Phantom is a musical, um, because like all the songs that are played. Um, they, they, they aren't, like, characters singing how they feel, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but certainly they're both, like, rock-related and horror-related. But as far as, like, the plot goes of the two movies, it's, like, I feel like Rocky falls off right around when they're in the pool. Like, it's, like, it just, you don't need the last little bit of that movie. But then Phantom is such a tight story that, like, it feels really short because it's such a well-paced yeah. rock, you know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. So good. Matt, have you seen it yet or no? I have, and I'm going to, the one time I've seen it, I'm going to say I like it more than Rocky Horror because I really don't think really anything of Rocky Horror Picture Show, so. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's weird to me that Rocky Horror is as, like, culturally significant as it is because it, it's a fine movie, and I guess it's it was a different movie for the time, sort of, but, like, Eh, it's not that's okay. Thing. That's okay. Now Victoria Justice is going to play Susan Sarandon's character in, in the TV remake, so that should be you know add to the lexicon of greatness that it built. I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, I forgot that was happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's so so strange. It's a non-event for me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, all right. Good. So Matt, you want to get another one out there? Um. All right. Favorite score. Favorite score. That's just it. Or you're going to give us a selection? Or soundtrack or composer. No, right. I just. Oh, okay. We're just we're just giving our favorites. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go ahead, Rochelle. Or one that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It could be, you know. Um, I, if I think of ones that like successfully frighten me each time, I mean, like obviously Halloween is up there. Um, obviously Suspiria is up there. Um, Good but I, I also really liked the Follow soundtrack. I mean, everyone did, but like. Um, I ended up buying it on vinyl, and then I listened to so, it like is once. Is that Damage something, or what is that? What's the name of that? Oh, I don't remember. Disaster Piece or something? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Um, I, I, I bought it on vinyl. I listened to it like once or twice, and it was too frightening. <laughs> I was like, because I'd be like alone in my apartment, and then I'd be listening to this terrifying score, and I'm like, I'm, 
this is a waste of money. I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> you paid to torture yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so soundtrack, you you might even put Phantom of the Paradise up there on soundtrack, huh? Yeah, definitely. The Phantom soundtrack is like, it's so much fun. Um, and it's so diverse. And it's so ridiculous. That's another reason why I like that movie over Rocky is because those songs um, like stand alone and they exemplify like the they're, they're just they're such good examples of like the the genres of music that they're mocking you know what i mean yeah yeah totally. now yeah. if i'm not mistaken but De Palma wrote some of them didn't he uh no it was uh williams paul williams it was paul williams yeah, rainbow yeah. connection yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so good he's a genius man yeah mm-hmm. so amazing yeah, he's ridiculous. Like, well, but you know though, I'm a, I'm a huge Jesus Christ superstar fan, and I I yeah. definitely I definitely hear now genuine like a genuine Jesus Christ superstar fan of the music. I mean, the music is absolutely mind blowingly good. Right. The chord changes and the melodies, and and I I definitely hear some of that in there, like for sure. Yeah. Um. I I recently took a class, um, talking about. Uh, pop music in movies and he made a really interesting point about jesus christ superstar because he was talking about how in the you know 50s and 60s uh rock music was you know the devil's music and all this and it was something to be afraid of and all this but then there was this change of mind in the 70s where rock music all of a sudden was something to be like like godly and divine and then you know you get a movie like jesus christ superstar where you know you get characters like that or characters like Ziggy Stardust and, um, you know, big, huge bands like Led Zeppelin where they're, they seem divine and it's not, it's not, um, the devil's music anymore. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Good stuff. Awesome. Matt, what Mike, Mike, what about composer for you? I got Jerry Goldsmith. Goldsmith. Yeah. I love Goldsmith. Um, hmm. I mean the omen, the Burbs. Yeah. I mean, it's just some great, great scores. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist, uh, I believe he did. Yeah, I, I could go with Goldsmith. I think either him or you know, or Carpenter for sure. You know, I'm surprised you wouldn't say Carpenter. Well, the Fog's my favorite. It's my favorite score for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good. And, one. But I, I adore Pino Donaggio too. De Palma's uh, collaborator. Cool. You listen to like Taurus Trap, man. That's the freaking spookiest goddamn score, man. Yeah, that's a good one. I, that still blows my mind that that's a television movie or some PG. That movie is horrifying. Yeah. yeah. I can't picture really anybody is. under like 15 sitting down and watching that. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's disturbing. Speaking of Carpenter, is he touring again? Because he. Yes. Fuck. I want him to. I think he's, the closest he's coming to me is like Chicago or something like that. Gotcha. It's so depressing. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and I are going to see him in July in New York. I'm so jealous. I'm so psyched. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I've seen. Oh boy, he did that show in L.A. Uh, in like the first show, and I saw some footage, and it just looked unbelievable. I'm like so yeah. excited. Yeah, I had a couple of friends that went to that, and they were taking photos all night. I just wanted to die <laughs> to be there. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be legendary. I I can't believe it's so funny how. He sort of dropped off the map, right, for a while. And now not only – like I heard he just didn't even talk horror. He was like nothing horror, you know. And now all of a sudden he's like touring and that now he's like involved in this new Halloween. Like it's just it's so cool that we, we live in this day and age where Carpenter's back, you know what I mean, in, in some capacity. 
Right. Well, thank God, because he was he was raked across the coals, and they just they just thought I don't know they thought he was nobody toward the end. Think about it; it was pretty bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's... Plus, he was just burnt, man. How could you keep a streak like that going? Like it's ridiculous. He talk about output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But um, anyway. All right, let's let's rock it through some of these. Where I feel like we're we're coming to a halt. Let's let's move them along a little quicker now. So, um, I'm gonna throw one out there. You ready, um, Rashad? Maybe you haven't seen this yet, but Cloverfield or Ten Cloverfield Lane? Uh, I haven't seen Ten Cloverfield Lane yet. Okay, uh, but I heard it was really good, and I I I only saw Cloverfield when it came out, so I would have been like, I don't know, like a young teenager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I didn't really like it that much. Um, but yeah, I heard a lot of good things about 10 Cloverfield Lane and I'm bummed that I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, you got to check it out. It's good. It's a really good suspense film. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Matt, have you seen it yet or no? I've seen neither, but I'm telling you right now, when I see, if I see both of them, I know I'm going to like 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I could just tell yeah. by stylistically and the mood and the tone, everything. Well, it's a film where Cloverfield's like a found footage, you know what I mean? So it's it's two totally different toned movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm just so, I mean, like everyone else, I'm just super exhausted at the idea of watching a found footage movie. Yeah. I feel like for that alone, I'd like the other one more. Right, I know, yeah. but then you know, picture like Matt Reeves though. The director went and then he made he made Let Me In, which is which is one of the most beautiful movies of the last. Oh my God, so many years I can't even count them. Right. That movie just kills me. You know, Mike, you know how much I like that film. I know, I know, it's beautiful. It really is. It's gorgeous. And, and then he's doing the Planet of the Apes movies. You know, he guys jumps all over the place. So who knows? Interesting. I didn't know that. All right, cool. All right. Um, Rochelle, you have a question? Rochelle? You want to throw one at us? All right. Um, what is a well-loved horror movie that you don't like? Oh, I can tell you that right now. What is it? You're going to hate me, and you're going to hang up on me right now. <laughs> I think but, I know what it is. <laughs> okay. It's probably the most beloved horror film of all time, and I respect it tremendously. Yeah. I've seen it probably twice through – all right. the way through, and then I've seen pieces of it, but I, I really don't have the drive to watch it over and over again. It certainly is not a movie I like, and I'm going to say The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? Rochelle, Dang. listen to me. Don't listen hang to up, me. Rochelle. Don't hang up. <laughs> don't hang up. Why don't you like it? I know it's one of the greatest, and then yeah. listen. I I feel uncomfortable when I watch that film. I just I just feel like I want to go outside in the sunshine somewhere where it's out of the dark. It just makes it's just almost it's so hyper realistic that right and that girl that girl screaming for an hour it just weighs on my sanity and humanity I just it just yeah. I have to get out and just breathe air and it's 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 very effective but I don't yeah. like it. I recently read um uh, Gunnar Hansen's uh, autobiography and he was talking about the scene you know the scene when like like the first kill when the guy I'll never like, forget I'll never forget it Rochelle I was at my friend's house I was probably about ten. He had it on. Of course, he shouldn't have been watching it. Yeah. He pops out of that damn door and mallets that guy in the head. That, that's I think that's the reason right there why I, that movie bothers me. I mean, it, it is so disturbing. Yeah. And it yeah. was it. I was done. Apparently, apparently during that part, um, Hanson was just so worked up and so in the character that he grabs the actor. I don't remember the actor's name, but he throws him. And he threw him so hard that he like knocked him out for a few seconds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. He was really wrapped up in it. Um, but yeah, like I, it's interesting because like of all the reasons you're saying why you don't like that movie, I, like, I really 
love that movie for i mean that's i guess that's why most people would but like it's so effective like it's of so course and I, I agree completely i agree yeah. it's very effective completely it's just not a movie i like you asked me about yeah. liking so yeah. I, I have to be honest with you i mean there's a lot of reasons that it scares the crap out of me but at the same point i don't own it like i don't like want to have it like i just it's amazing but hmm, interesting um yeah i saw that movie at a toronto after dark and the sound design of that flick is like really it, it got to me <laughs> yeah you know what it, 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 the, i haven't heard sound design like that and i'm harkening back here but when the ex when you first watch the exorcist that's the thing you're thinking about like the way the sound is designed in that film is yeah. so eerie and that's what it kind of rem it was reminiscent for for me i don't know if you agree or not but it kind of harkened back to that you know like wow make it really effective like sound is important in a film like and here's why yeah totally um the the one that i picked for that answer was uh i really don't like the conjuring I watched that movie and I just kind of thought it was lackluster. The the, the original. The yeah, the first one. I yeah, I, I just I couldn't get into it very much. People kind of talked about how they really enjoy some of the imagery of the movie, which I guess I can understand. Like especially when you get down to the basement. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just it didn't um, didn't really do a lot for me. And also that, that whole franchise, uh, I was talking earlier about how I, I really didn't like the conjuring too, but like the whole franchise is so weird to me because so many people recognize the Warrens as crackpots. as just crazy charlatans. And then they get this like revisionist history franchise where they're these soldiers of God and they're, they're family people. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're totally altruistic and it's, it's it's really weird. It's like who did they pay <laughs> to like yeah. get that? Well, revisionist history sells. You're right. Yeah, it's really odd. Well, it's almost like Amityville Horror. You know, what I mean, that story was. You know, that I think you know a lot of people said that they were um, just looking for attention and money and all that kind of stuff. You know, so yeah, yeah it's just there's a story there, so that's why you know if you yeah. turn the story into a certain way, it's exciting and everybody wants to see it. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess people want to have want to have heroes. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yes. Now, now I have hope for The Conjuring 2 because I really like The Conjuring and you didn't like it and you didn't right. like The Conjuring 2. So maybe I'll like The Conjuring 2. That's true. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you look, your, your disdain for the film is a selling point for Mike. I think that's great. Yeah, I think Perfect. so. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. I like when people uh, uh, don't like a movie that I like because then I might, you know, you know, it might work work fine for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> totally. No, I think I think yeah, we we got to move on. But I think James Wan definitely is a, an audience director. I think he makes films for an audience for sure. I think that's kind of where sensibility lies. I, I mean, I don't think I, I'm not saying there's no artistry in that. There certainly is. Right. But I think he's I think he's definitely with these couple with these couple of films anyway. It's definitely the popcorn side of horror for sure. Yeah, very like calculated, like mathematical. Yeah, but like I said, still definitely you know. Like still horror, and I think he he's good at it. I think he knows. I think he's smart. I think he knows what works and what doesn't. And you know, hey, he's making a hell of a lot of money, more money than any of us are. So good yeah, for him. totally. The dude sells tickets for sure. He does, and he it's he's keeping horror in the mainstream theater too. That's true. That's a very good point. Right. You know, I think without directors like him, you know, horror would be dwindling right now. You know, it's kind of keeping it alive. So. So Matt, it's your turn. So what all right, got? Rochelle, Rochelle, and Mike, favorite creep show one, creep show two segment. Ooh, mine's the raft. It has to be the raft. Oh man, um, I'm going with the crate in the first one, and the hitch hit the hitchhiker in the second one. 
I think. Oh man, I don't know. It's been such a long time since I watched those movies. Well, what Matt? Give us. You know all of them, Matt. You give us the. All right. So Father's Day, um, right. the Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. Um, it it the one with the uh, the beach. Uh, the t- the one to tide you over. Something to tide you over. That's with yeah. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah, that would be mine from one definitely. The crate, which is the one with um, with uh, what's his what's Carpenter's wife's name? Uh, Stevie Wayne in in the fog. Adrian Barbeau. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, where she's the real annoying wife, and he's imagining he's killing her all the time. But then he's there's that crate under the steps. That's one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think probably the crate. As far as yeah. like the Creep Show one and two were like one of those those two films. Like I feel like I watched a fair amount as like a teenager, and I feel like that one sticks out the most yeah. yeah it's been a while yeah i love that one yeah creep show to the hitchhiker definitely yeah yeah for me it's it's the raft i just as a young boy you know that was you know like i don't know just that that scene with i know when he's the with face the, when he's the like face. he's like trying to like she's sleeping and he's like kissing her and like and then all of a sudden, she just turns and she has that the gook all over her face. Oh God, it just freaked yeah. the shit out of me because it was such like a mix of sex and violence. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was like my first experience with it as a as a young guy, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I experiencing right now?" It was so weird, you know? Because yeah. I was like turned on, but then I was like so like deathly afraid, you know? <laughs> oh, it was awful. Yeah, but I loved it. It was like so great, you know? I know. And then- and then Bush comes out with that song. There's no sex in your violence. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Awesome. All right, I thanks, got. Th- I, thanks, Gavin. Appreciate your wisdom. <laughs> um. All right, I got one. You ready? This one's directed more for Matt, but uh, Rochelle, I know you'll have a, an opinion on this. Okay. Psycho or the Birds? Who? I'd say Psycho. I mean, uh, initially, I would. You go, go, Rochelle. I want to hear this. I'd say Psycho just because it's like um, th- there's so many moments in the birds that um, like I-, I think the reason like in my opinion the reason to like the birds is because it is a very like like uh, like profoundly weird look into his head and like learning all the things about the birds afterwards about how much he just like tortured <clears throat> Tippy. Um, it's just a weird, weird movie. Like, there's a weird washover, but I think as far as, like, craft goes, I think Psycho's a better movie. Mm. Rochelle, I'm going to tie this bird to your face. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, listen. Coming off of North by Northwest and going to Psycho is absolute insanity. That's just wielding power. And then to do the technical, ridiculous in, ingenuity things that he did in Psycho coming off of the, the big yeah. popcorn North by Northwest. I mean, that is just like a slap in the face of Hollywood. It's totally. beautiful. Um, I mean, The Birds has its own merits, too. I mean, think about it. There's no score in The Birds. It's sound effects. And it's, yeah, that's you know, true. there's there's a lot of, there's a real lot of ingenuity going on in there, too, with with the cuts and the jump cuts and different things he did. But yeah. Psycho is, I think, the bigger you know, um, you know, ballsy move that he did at that time. I mean, you know, yeah. and then not only that, you know, he didn't use uh, Robert Burks as DP. He used a, a Valentine, which was his uh, the guy on the series, the uh, Hitchcock Presents series, instead yeah. of using his normal DP. I mean, it's just so many things he did. Like, I'm just financing this movie myself. Fuck you. See you later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, <laughs> the Burks, <laughs> the one scene that like cracks me up every time I watch that movie is um, when they all run out of the diner, I think. 
And then, uh, like, they're going into, like, the phone booth and whatever, and then it's just utter chaos outside. And then all of a sudden, there's a horse and carriage that, like, come from around the corner and crashes, and it's just it cracks me up. Like, where the fuck did that come from? I don't from? know that I – God, I have to go rewatch it now. Holy mackerel. Like, I didn't realize that. The the corner. I don't oh, the remember bir- that. The birthday party scene always kills me when the little kid's, pe- like, face down on the grass and the bird's pecking at his head and he's just kicking yeah. his legs. Yeah. Oh, man. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going psycho on that one. That's cool. I would go Psycho too, just for you know the just the brilliance of the cinema and the black and white and everything, the story, the twist. You know, um, that's definitely Psycho for me. So that's cool. All right, who's up? All right, I'm, I'm skipping a couple here, but okay. um, Rochelle, favorite Stephen King novel, film adaptation, and least favorite. Ooh. Oh man. Okay. Um. Well, I really, really like Pet Cemetery. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, so that would probably be pretty high up there. I mean, apart from like the obvious ones, like The Shining is a great movie, right? Um, least favorite, um, maybe like uh, like fourteen oh eight or something. Okay, like, I feel like that movie is pretty lackluster, but I don't really remember a lot about it. The the book is really the story is really good though. I do like the story a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Oh man, um, I'm going Salem's Lot book for sure. Yeah, that's my favorite book. Just for I, the effect it had on me. Yeah, that book. I still love reading that book because it freaks me out. That was like the only book that really scared me. You know what I mean? Um, so Salem's Lot, the book, um, and then fa- we want favorite and least favorite adaptation. Yeah, I mean, Shining is definitely has to be probably like I said, it's the worst adaptation, but it's probably the best. <laughs> we talked about this before on the, on the thing. Like, yeah. as far as an adaptation goes, if you're right. talking about true adaptation, it's not very good adaptation, but it's it's a yeah. brilliant, brilliant movie. Also a brilliant, like, fuck you adaptation. Like, Kubrick is such a shit in that movie. Like, isn't there about something about, like, uh, uh, there was, like, a yellow beetle or something like that, and it was something <laughs> important, like, King wanted or, or something like that, and then in the yes. movie... There's like a yellow beetle at the side of the road or something, which is some little like. He just refused. He just took things that were so iconic in the book. And yeah. I mean, listen, blonde haired, blue haired, blue eyed guy. I mean, there's Jack Nicholson with his big fucking bushy eyebrows and his black hair. Yeah. Like, there's FU number one. The whole topiary and the maze and the animal, you know, the topiary bushes and stuff doesn't even have that anywhere near. I mean, he just screwed with everything. I mean. Yeah. No. He, crazy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But crazy good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say Christine is my favorite. Um, I just love that movie, and um, I, yeah, I, I think that yeah, it's amazing. My least favorite. Oh shit, I don't know. There's, there's so many. There's just so many. <laughs> yeah, and there's so like, many I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Sometimes they come back again or some shit. Yeah, but I I haven't seen that since I was a kid, so I don't even know if I can answer least favorite because I haven't seen a lot of them. You know what I mean? In a while, at least. So I'm gonna yeah. skip. I'm gonna skip that one. All right. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. That's cool. All right, I'm going to jump. I did some summer questions, like summer-related horror questions, so I'm going to do one of those, okay? Yeah. Uh, the Lost Boys or Children of the Corn? Lost Boys. I think it has to be Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going make it three. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That That's funny. Like, I love Children of the Corn, but it's not – like, it's funny. I always go to grab it, or like, in the summertime and watch it, and then I'm like, yeah. nah, I don't want to watch that. I think I've only ever seen Children of the Corn once, and I'm pretty sure I was like 13 or something like that. But it, uh, I really don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, you should revisit it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Lost Boys, like I watch all the time. Um, we actually screened it 
uh, do you know, like, there's like, I guess there's a world goth day. So, um, <laughs> uh, once a year at the theater that I work for, we screen, um, some kind of like gothy, like vampire movies. And last year we did Lost Boys and this year we did a interview with a vampire and it's pretty fun. A lot That's of goths cool. come out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. A little sympathy for the devil by Guns N' Roses at the end there. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Lost Boys is so good, though. It's such a great movie, you know. You're eating maggots, Michael. Yes, I love it. I love it. Weirdly good at impressions. I love like the. I was... Yeah, I'm sorry. I do that. I'm sorry. I digress. No, I no he's amazing. He's amazing at his impressions. I love. Um, hey, I, was... <laughs> I was just listening to the soundtrack actually yesterday because um, I love In Excess, and they have those songs with that. Uh, what is his name? Jimmy Barnes. He's like some like soul guy or so. I don't know, but that. That uh, what is What's that? that song? Mary, Mary, you're on my mind. <laughs> oh, Michael Hutchins was so damn oh, good, man. So good, man. So yeah, they have two songs on there, but that first song, I just remember listening to that like on cassette back in the day. You know what I mean? Just freaking loving it. It was so good. You know? Yeah, they were they were good, man. That's good stuff. All right, so let's jump to another one. Um, I'll do one. All right, cool. Um, what is the your favorite horror movie that you'd never watch twice because it's too hard of a watch? Ooh. Oh, I have one similar, similar to, that. to that. That's cool. What's yours? Maybe we should we yeah. should combine it. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I, I'm gonna probably have to say, and I don't know that it's. I, I'm gonna have to go outside horror a little bit here. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I guess it's horror. Excision is really hard for me to ever watch again. That one is up there for me too. I mean, I lo- I thought it was a freaking really strong movie, and it was really effective. But god damn it, I don't want to visit that world again anytime soon. Totally. Like I feel like the, the like the path of that movie is so heartbreaking, and you oh. so, like you get so invested in like the mother and obviously the main character and obviously the sister that like that one. Yeah. Oh. I would- for a long time, I was like, I'll never watch that movie twice. But Tracy Lords, man, who knew, right? I don't know. Oh my god, right? She's so good in it. Yes. Um, yeah, that one's super high up there for that's, me. That's Ricky Bates. Did you see Suburban Gothic by any chance? No, um, I still haven't watched it, but I heard a lot, a lot of good things about it. Yeah, uh, that that movie, Mike. I know. I don't know if you've seen that one, man. No, I remember oh, hearing about him. Yeah, but I heard tough. it's. I heard it's a rough watch. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it's so seriously like, um, like engrossing like movie like you just you it's a hard hard watch yeah that's, no, that's, that's what i'm going with that's, then that's yeah. cool nice i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know i can't think maybe maybe texas chainsaw i would go back to that just because it's not a movie that i grab off the shelf like excited to watch all the time you know it's like it's so powerful that or like or, or yeah, I was going to – no, 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 no. Well, this is a movie you like, but you don't want to see a second time, right? That was the question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say Texas Chainsaw because I liked it, but I'm just never going to grab it again and watch it. You know. Well, staying on this topic, like what what movie really – I mean besides like Rochelle, which movie really – what's a movie that really disturbed you a lot? Um, well, my answer to the question uh, would be the original Last House on the Left because I really like that movie for a lot of um, like like political reasons – um, there's there's a great uh, documentary called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, yes. and they talk about that movie, and uh, they, they compare it to Death Wish, which was also popular at the time that it came out, where right. in, in, Death, in Death Wish, there's like a sense of um, like justice being restored, where if you kill the person who killed your loved one, then you get vengeance, and it's all fine now, but there's this 
beautiful scene at the end of Last House and Left when they've killed the killers and they just look so empty. It's like they they still don't have their daughter back. And I think that that's such a such an interesting point to make about violence. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of people cried misogyny though when when Last House on the Left came out. I mean, I think a lot of people jumped on that, like misunderstood. I mean, Craven was a. I mean, they didn't they underestimated how smart he was. Right. Um, but I mean, I tell you, isn't again? We were talking about earlier in the in the podcast about when you see a movie. I saw that movie way too young. Right. So a lot of the adult themes and a lot of that smart stuff was lost on me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And See, I, I just, you know, saw her in the bathtub, you know, cutting yeah. the guy's dick off. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's what stuck with me. Like, oh, God, can anything be more painful or my, you know, I just couldn't even get over that. Like, but that's what I remember because I was like 13 when I saw it or whatever. Right. I, I think the thing with Last House is like, um, like, yeah, there's there's women being murdered and raped but it's like the the point of the movie is like speaking like anti-violence and it's a really radical movie um and i probably won't ever watch it you know more than like a tiny handful of times but like mike and i won't either believe me yeah no but i really really respect that movie um for that like really like radical statement about Nonviolence. By the way, I'm get I'm getting old now. I think that I just confused that with I spit in your grave. I think what the one she's bound by the lake or something. And she's she spits it in the river, doesn't she? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because she like okay, like, yeah. I just I, yeah. the one I said was the bathtub. That was I spit in your grave. I apologize. Yeah. I confused the two. Remember that? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Uh, I'll throw out there. How about I'll do another summer one. Oh wait, we didn't we didn't finish the disturbed thing. Did you, oh. did you ever answer oh. that? I'm, I I got to say, and Rashad, I don't know if you've ever seen this film, but there's a movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is the most goddamn disturbing movie I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I've never seen that film, but I, I think I know the premise. It's like uh, Rochelle, nature, nurture, just watch it. Right. I'm not going to tell you anything. Right. John C. Riley, Tilda Swinton, just go get it because it's it'll. Oh man, it. I, I mean, I thought it was very powerful. Cool. Very cool. Um, but man. I recommend it. Uh, trying to think of like the last movie that really got under my skin. Um, oh man, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that when I watch the Neon Demon later this week, it's probably going to get under my skin. Um, cool. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. It's also been getting like really insanely, um, like like a, aggressive hate reviews from um, Catholic organizations, which I think is awesome. I think that to live in a day where most of us are fairly desensitized um, to to make a movie that has an upset and a roar, I think that's fantastic. No, (laughs) that's always good. Push a boundary that, yeah, do it. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I'm really interested to see that one. Uh, The only movie that I can think of that really disturbed me recently isn't a horror movie. Uh, but it's uh, Son of Saul, but it's not a horror movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Um, I'd have to go back to when I was a kid, but any of the Faces of Death, I just... Oh, yeah. They just messed with me. I remember renting them and watching them in my basement by myself, and I was just like, why am I doing this? It was just... Absolutely. It was awful. And it's funny. I think they're on, like, Netflix streaming right now. I always see them pop up, and I'm like, why? Like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you hear the stories, like, a lot of it was fake, you know, and some of it was real, but 
I a lot yeah. of it is from yeah a lot of it is from like old uh like like jungle movies and stuff like that which is yeah. really weird. Yeah. yeah but that movie just just fucked with my head i don't know when i was a kid i just didn't want to see it you know Totally. Yeah. Especially as a kid. Oh my god, it was awful. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. was crazy. All right, let's have a little rapid fire session here. You ready? Okay. Let's go. Um, favorite series, Halloween or Friday? Better series for you, Rochelle? Um, probably. I think Friday is probably a better franchise, in my opinion. But I also um, like I love Halloween two, like one to three, so much that it's kind of a hard choice. But I think. Like, as far as, like, bulk goes, I watch Friday more than I watch... Halloween. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of on that. I think last time, Matt, I, I answered Halloween, but I do watch... Like, I do watch Friday a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I'll pull out, like, hey, I'm going to watch Six. I'm going to watch, you know... It's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's easier. It's, like, an easier watch. I feel like yeah. Halloween's more of a commitment, and there's so many bad ones that it's kind of hard to... Just yeah. stick with it. You know what I mean? Rochelle, what is your, what's your favorite Friday sequel, Rochelle? Oh, um, is it five? That the really like mean spirited one where yes. it isn't even Jason. I think that one's really hot there for me. Um, I also have really fond memories of three, even though it's not very good. Um, the one, but, the one, <laughs> the one, mama, he hurt me real bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I was also going to say about Halloween, uh, lest we forget the Halloween sequel where Buster Rhymes does Kung Fu. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, man, that's bad. That's that's the low. That's a low point in anyone's – when Tyler Banks and Buster Rhymes are in the same movie, in yeah. a Halloween movie, it's bad. I think I read somewhere that in that last Halloween movie, Jamie Lee Curtis like contractually was like, I don't want to fucking be in another Halloween movie. You have to kill my character. Yep. And – like, that's what she dies right at the beginning, which to me never made sense that the rest of the movie would continue because, like, the whole thing is that he's killing these people in a in a rampage of trying to get to her. To her. So now that she's dead, why does he still have a motive? Like, why does he still kill her? Seriously, like, I, at that point, I would have preferred, like, they just gone Star Wars there and, like, Donald Pleasance as, as Loomis just appears as like a specter on the roof and just has a fucking <laughs> philosophical conversation for an hour and a half. I would have liked that movie. Yeah, exactly. Michael. <laughs> that movie. Well, did you do a Pleasance impression? Not really. Not really. Not too well. Um, yeah, I, might, I might bust one out. When we do our Halloween 6 um, producers cut versus theatrical, Mike, I'm going to bust out some Loomis impersonation. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Right, I look cool. forward to it. I am looking forward to that as well. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's, I got a good one. This is like a nineties horror uh, question. Nev Campbell or Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh my God. Nev Campbell. Easy. <laughs> but is that because of Scream or you, you're just going with her and Scream, I guess? Um, yeah, I just, I think I like her more. She's a better heroine. You She's less like, whiny. You don't like the, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that she, I think that she embodies a final girl better. Like she's, she's a lot more um, like sympathetic than just kind of, um, you know, like a dorky teenager to be killed off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree. I, totally. How about you? How about you? Yeah. I'm going Nev. Yeah. She's, she's tough. I mean, I definitely, I definitely have more of a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt for sure, but. Right. There you but listen, go. boobies don't trump character. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Well, can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I, that, that, that might be a... I don't know. You, you could do whatever you want. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, Matt, you got another one? 
Oh, do I have another one? Is that a well, rhetorical question? Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, here you go, Rochelle. Ready? Kill Bill, Volume One or Two? Um, I don't, I don't know, cause uh, like I always just saw them as like as one uh, big movie, right? One big movie, yeah, because it, it's not like it's a it's not like it's a rise and a fall of of um, storyline in each movie. It's just one big rise and one big fall. It, it so. is, but but the collection of of things that go on in the second one to me, I don't know what it is between. You know, her getting trained, and then you have the, the, the showdown between her and Daryl Hannah's character in the trailer, which is absolutely one of the, yeah. the greatest ten minutes of film I've ever seen. It's a fun part. I don't know. I just appreciate the second one better. And, and, and just the domesticity of them. He's cooking, and she's in there to kill him. And just that whole last 40 minutes is just beautiful. Like, it's just right. perfect. Right. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I don't, it's hard for me to say because I, I always just kind of view that as a big movie. And I certainly never watch one or the other. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to watch Kill Bill, I'll sit down to I'll sit down for a fucking evening to watch both. You know what I mean? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I'm going to just for the record. That's <laughs> cool. Talking? I don't really, I don't really. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those movies, so I'm not going to. Oh, I love those movies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. My wife loves them, but I, I'm not a big fan. Are so. you a big Tarantino fan, Matt? Am I a Tarantino fan? Yeah. Oh, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I am. I am. I like Tarantino a lot. Are there um, some impressions coming? I can't. I'm not doing Tarantino impression. <laughs> Can you do an impression of Tarantino speaking? All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So, Planet Terror or Death Proof? Um. The Grindhouse question. Uh, I think I, I watch Death Proof more. Yeah, me too. Uh, totally. It's more fun. Yeah. It's definitely more talky too, but there's, I mean, the the, the moments that that moment where they show the death from four different, I mean, that was absolutely horrific. Mike, remember we saw that in the movie theater? Yeah, we saw the whole, yeah, the whole, you know, uh, what yeah, an experience! The whole yeah, that was. Oh cool. my god! All the trailers and everything, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did you see the cut with the like lap dance cut out? No, that is there. The whole thing's cut out. Yeah, there's there's like a release of it. Where it leads right up to when she's about to do the lap dance, and then it does like a fake real change, real missing, yeah, yeah, real missing or something. And right. It, and he thought it was funny. Like, there's an interview with him where he's like, "Oh, I kind of like the idea of like blue ball in the audience," but it's like, yeah. no, it's the best scene in the movie. Like, it's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, that I'll tell you what, man. That that movie's that's a scary movie. Even that the part with what's her name? Uh, what is it? Rose McGowan. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, I do like that movie. See, that's a shame because I'm going left. If you said right, like, oh, just that moment where she's like turned, oh, I'm going this way, and he's like, oh, yeah. that's just too bad. I was like, oh my god, it chills your blood. It's like, wow, he's so good, he's so great. Oh, he's he's just phenomenal, man. Kurt Russell is just phenomenal. So good. All right, I'm gonna throw one out there. There's another summer, a summer one. Okay, you ready? Jaws three or Jurassic Park three? Oh, easy. Oh. I, I can't do Jurassic Park 3. I'm sorry. As bad as Jaws 3 is, I got to go Jaws 3 because I know I saw it in the movie theater with glasses. But Spielberg directed Jurassic Park 3. I don't care. <laughs> no, actually he didn't. Joe Johnston did. Are you sure? Positive. He just produced it? Yes. Okay. He did the first two. Oh, that's right. Two. Okay. My bad. My bad. I should know that. Jesus Christ. Okay. But no. Yeah, yeah. No, All I right. can't do it. I can't do Jaws it. Jaws 3? Okay. Rochelle? I don't think I've seen Jaws 3. Oh, my God. Rochelle. Come on. <laughs> Rochelle, it has, the, it has the biggest shark in it in all, out of all of them. Really? Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you know what's cool is that 
they're releasing Jaws three in three D on Blu Ray this summer. Interesting. And it's I'll it's like it, it's a cheesy three D. It's awesome. It's There's bad. Like, it's, it's terrible. It's got but it's got the underwater restaurant where the kid's like, "Mommy, look!" And it's yeah. like. Is outside the window. The shark's outside the window. And there's an underwater funhouse too, which I want to. I want to go check that out. There's like a funhouse underwater. I'm going Jaws three as bad as it is. Yeah, Rochelle, you would. You gotta. You gotta do a Jaws three screening at your yeah, at your theater because yeah, it's yeah. a treat. I'm surprised I haven't watched this. And it's got the mom from My So Called Life in it. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, which is awesome. Yes, it does. Cool. All right, I got one. All right, on beautiful. Kind of tangent. Uh, what's your favorite bad horror movie? Bad horror movie. So, like, yeah, okay. Ooh. You got one, Matt? I don't at all. Uh, I got a bunch. Uh, bad horror movie. This is like guilty pleasure kind of thing. Let me go look yeah. at my freaking – let me go look at my Blu-ray collection. <laughs> I would have to say my favorite bad horror movie would be – Yeah, I can pick one. All right, you go, Matt, because I'm thinking I'm trying to – I'm going to say like, like graduation day or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like one of those early 80s slashers. Yeah, that would be good. I'm going to go into Halloween because Matt hates this movie. But for some reason, since it's like continues from 4, I'm going to go with Halloween 5. All right, all right. Because it's terrible, but this since... No, can... you like... Don't say it's terrible. Don't lie to her. No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to impress Rochelle. No, honestly, I know it's bad, but there's like something about it since it like picked up right where four left off, and four I love. You know what I mean? It's like one of my absolute favorites because it was like the re, you know revitalizing of Halloween. But five continued, so to me it was like Mike. It was awesome. I, might I, I remind you what the mask comes off and you see a close up of a tear coming down his face. I know, I know. I what it... the f was that? But don't you love like the party scene when they're like out in the like the barn and I stuff? I do. Yes. Like that's of course awesome. I do. It's a Halloween party like I do. there's certain yes. parts that I'm like in love with, you know? Do like, I do I like the goofy cops with their entrance music? No, no I don't. Yeah, they're, they're bad. <laughs> they're bad. But yeah, I would say 5 for Halloween. Five. Like they stumbled out of like Killer clowns, and all of a sudden they're in Halloween Five. Like, what are you doing here? Yes. All right, you ready? I got another one. We're gonna jump right in. Killer clowns or the Funhouse? Oh, I know where I'm going on that one. Uh, I have to. I have to go Funhouse. Yeah. I have to go Toby Hooper. I have to go Funhouse. Okay. I'm gonna say Killer Clowns. Yeah, I'm with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. I I love the Funhouse. It's great, but it, as far as like a movie that I want to watch, you know, and just have fun with, Killer Clowns is just always a good time, you know. Yeah. You, you have to re-listen to the score for the Funhouse, Mike. You got to get that on vinyl. It's an incredible score. No, I, think... I yeah, I've heard it's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely should. But yeah, that is a good score. But yeah, I remember the first time I watched Killer Clowns. Um, I was like 15, and I used to work at like a haunted house. Oh, so cool. It was like a charity thing that this woman put on in her backyard. And after it was all over, we just like like 20 of us just went downstairs and watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and it was. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I have, so a, I have an interesting attachment to that film too because the first the first weekend, the second weekend, I met my after I met my wife. Actually, I've only known her a week, and that we went to had a little makeout session in her basement, <laughs> and that movie was playing. So. Oh my god, she probably hates it though, right? I don't know. <laughs> or did she ever see maybe, it? Actually? Maybe after thirteen years, yeah, she probably does. Yeah, no, that's uh, funny. But I love Mike, that one. By the way, your uh, your anniversary is this week, also. So happy anniversary! Thanks, man. man. Thanks. Yeah, this is my month. It's my birthday, my anniversary, and it's Father's Day. So I get like a triple bill. It's awesome. So yeah, so it's good stuff. Um, all right, cool, Matt. Throw throw one at us. 
All right, so um, real quick, real quick on this one. Insidious or Sinister? Ooh, ins- Insidious for me. I'm going to say Insidious as well. Um, um, you know where I'm going. You're going Sinister. Yes, the first one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... I just kind of like the, the, the like the sort. I guess like the art design of Insidious a little bit more. Oh, Insidious is great. It's a great movie. It's a little bit um, like kind of like off the cuff. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I Sinister just kind of strikes me as like a very, you know, sepia toned uh, haunted house movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely could be. Good. Um, I have You're one. I, fan? What? Yeah. This, Matt, you're a big Sinister fan? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. huge. The first one, not the second one. Yeah. He loved it so much he bought it for me. He's like, here, go watch this. Cause I, oh. He's like, have you seen it yet? I'm like, nah. Oh, Rochelle, I was nah. so creepy. I'll tell you what, I saw that one, man. I was just alone in my house and just, yeah. it was in a, it was really late at night in the dark and those, they put those films on, man. I was I was creeped out of my mind. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. Um, cool. Actually, I got to interview the director for uh, Sinister 2. He was a nice oh, the, um, the Irish guy. Yeah. The guy, the guy yeah. who did um, – he did that movie about the high-rise with the feral children. Citadel. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. He seemed like a really cool guy, yeah. He apparently almost died shooting Sinister 2 because some freaky-ass spider bit him. What? And oh, it, like wow. he like immediately lost feeling in his leg or something like that and he had to immediately go to the hospital. But yeah. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> messed up all right rochelle you ready this one's right for you all right the tingler or house on haunted hill oh man the tingler (laughs) (laughs) um i uh the tingler is like house on haunted hill is really fun and it also has like some genuinely frightening moments even though that movie is super corny but the tingler is just like such a bonkers ridiculous movie it was like the first movie to ever depict someone tripping on acid and it's Vincent fucking Price, like yes, yeah. it's it's such a silly movie. I actually I got to screen it at the Royal um, on my birthday. Oh, that's so cool! It was so much fun. Awesome. Um, during the sequence when the the screen blacks out and Vincent Price is like scream, scream for your lives, uh, people started screaming, which was oh, that's so fun. Made my heart swell. Yeah, nice. that's cool. I know you're a big William Castle fan. You know, yeah. are you are you a Doctor Fibes fan? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a, a sort of yeah, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, I feel I'm, like I'm gonna I'm gonna disappoint Rochelle and Uh-oh. say the, say House on Haunted Hill because, and this is really gonna disappoint you. I've never seen The Tingler. Oh man, it's such a treat! Like <laughs> you have to watch well, it. Well then, well then, I have it to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so silly, and um, when they when they would screen that movie in theaters, like an authentic Tingler screening is, they have like these buzzers on the seats. So there's one sequence where the Tingler gets loose in a movie theater and it's all meta. And, um, well, that's what like matinee, right? The Joe Dante film kind of depicts yes. that. Have you seen that Rochelle? No, I haven't. Oh my God. You have. Oh my God. That. John Goodman plays William Castle. He, well, he yeah. awesome. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I was going to ask you that if you've seen matinee, cause it's so good. Cool. It's, not on, it's not on blue yet, Mike. No, I have it on DVD though. I bought it. Yeah. I'm waiting for that one on blue. Yeah, no, but you got to see that, Rochelle. You'll love it because it's basically John Goodman's playing William Castle. It's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but so did you buzz the seats in the in the theater or no? No, I really wanted to so badly because uh, one, pretty much everyone asked me 
um, if I was going to rig up some seats, but there was like, we played movies earlier in the day. It would have been too hard. And yeah. It's 400 seats in the Royal, so it's too many. And yeah, I really but they didn't, was- didn't they not buzz every seat when it was, it was like just certain ones. Like it was like random ones or something like that back I think in the it day. Was just certain ones. Yeah. Because uh, John Waters talks about how he used to go to watch the Tingler and um, get there early and like hunt down the seat that had the, the buzzer on oh, it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. By the way, we failed at the lightning round because uh, we're just too, too intellectual and too into this. <laughs> I know. We're talkers. You two are especially I talkers. have about 40 more questions, but I don't know if we're going to get through them. No, we can't get through them all. So let, let's let Rochelle give us something. I think she might have some more. Um, What do you consider to be one of the most beautiful horror movies, and what makes it beautiful? Mm. Wow. Mm. Holy cow. Oh, man. I'm going to jump mad because I know he's probably going to go there. I'm going to say The Fog because the atmosphere is just gorgeous. You know what I mean? With the, the big wide open shots and, you know, the harbor, the town, the lighthouse. Um, just the vibe of that film is just so gorgeous and it's so not rushed. You know what I mean? There's nothing. It's just very slow and, like, intricate in the shots. Like, shots don't cut, like, too soon. They just stay, you know? Um, yeah. I just love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I know Matt would probably say the same thing, so. Maddie, what do you got? I, I don't... Oh, God. I don't know what to say. Because I don't want to say... I don't want to go with a Carpenter film. Why not? Why are you afraid? Uh, it's not that I'm afraid. I'm trying to give love to another movie. I was, you know, like... I mean, The Thing, I think, is a beautiful movie for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. um, including, you know, the photography and obviously the special effects and yeah. the suspense in general. I don't know, though, as far as beautiful. Oh, that's a great question. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, why don't you answer? Because I need to think about this for another second. Um. So, I mean, I probably have like a million answers for that question because I genuinely, like, I just generally feel like... um horror is often a very beautiful and like human genre, but, um, I'm going to screen them, the giant ant movie Mm -hmm. at the Royal, um, later this month. And if any listeners are from Toronto, they should come see it on June 23rd at eight. Nice. (laughs) But, uh, that movie has been kind of floating around my brain lately. Um, because it's, it, it's such a time capsule of like what there was to be afraid of in 1954, and I find that really interesting. Like, it, it's it's such a quintessential movie for um, uh, being like stamped by the Cold War. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It had a whole hidden agenda, right? Like, yeah, it's just I think it's like a beautiful symbolism, even though it's giant silly ants. But it, like, you watch that movie in present day, and it's it's quite frightening. Like, and I, I think it is because of that like human. Um, very like honest uh, rendering of just fears from the fifties. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. I've never seen that. Is that on Blu-ray? Do you know, Rochelle? Uh, probably. That's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good movie. You should really check it out. It's, no, it's I'd love to. Definitely far from um, you know the the kind of cheesy uh, sci-fi output that there was a lot of in the fifties. But um, as much as that stuff was also great. But it's it's a really interesting movie. Like like I said, it's a very human, very honest movie. That's cool, Matt. What do you got, man? Come on, we're giving I mean, you enough time. 
Yeah, uh, I'm not going to – I mean, Nicholas Rogues don't look now. I mean, if you want to talk about like an art piece that's a film, yeah, um, that would have to rank up there. Um, but I guess just just for setting um, and just the Halloween vibe, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Trick or Treat only because oh, yeah. just the way that film looks and the – the way the camera just comes down the street, and it's just—it's a lot of beautiful things about that movie too. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing nearly as poetic as what Rochelle said about them. Right. But just just for the just for the tone it sets, just for the mood it sets. What's that uh, one shot in Trick or Treat where it's like the parade and like people are walking in like yes. slow motion? Oh. Like I love that shot. I'm just and like, the oh and the bus, God. just that light that light oh, floating bus shot down the aisles of the bus and oh. down by the you know when the bus sank and when the three kids go down by that lake or whatever by that ravine or whatever. it's gorgeous. I mean, it's gorgeously shot that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's beautiful. That movie like it also kind of like that that movie strikes me as something that really. Um, strikes a really good balance of like genuinely really frightening scenes like the scene with the bus and this, um, this really, uh, like encapsulated, uh, air of Halloween. You know what I mean? Like it's so many people consider that movie to be a, like a contemporary classic or whatever, or something to watch every year. So it's like to accomplish that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty awesome. It's so good. Um, I'm going to throw one out there. Okay. Go. El- yep. Elvira or Vampira? Oh, um, probably Elvira. Uh, I've interviewed her before. Yeah, I was so jealous. I was like, oh my God, you're interviewing Elvira? She's super nice. Like, oh, it's super awesome. nice. Uh, but I, I do love Vampira for being, uh, like, against the grain. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. It's I tough, because think- Vampira was the original, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think Elvira also has to kind of come out of, um, like, childhood nostalgia, where it's like, I watched her, I didn't watch Vampyra. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. How about you, Matt? You going for Yeah, it? I, in this case, boobs win. I gotta go Elvira. <laughs> but yeah. Vampyra's waist, man, that waist was insane, right? Her waist yeah, was, was like, I forget what they measured it, but it was, like, so tiny. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Both both amazing. Oh, so good. Yeah. Interesting uh, okay. question. I have a question. Yeah, do it. Um, what's a horror movie that you've seen countless times that still frightens you? Um, I'm gonna, Mike. You got this one. I'm thinking. You go. Um, there's something about. I mean, there's so there's a lot of them, but I'm just gonna go. There's something about the Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake that's really eerie and foreboding and creepy yeah. as hell. What? Uh, what remake? The the invasion of the body snatchers, the one from seventy eight, not the not the cool. uh, Abel Ferrara ninety three film, the uh, seventy eight Philip Kaufman movie. Cool, cool, yeah, the movie's super super crazy. Although although her falling out of the helicopter in uh, Body Snatchers, like pointing and with her mouth open, in Abel Ferrara's movie is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, um, I think for me it has to be um, the first Phantasm movie. For some reason, will always frighten me. Um, probably just cause like Angus is such a, like an icon and also like, the first nightmare movie, like it still scares me every time. Like yeah. that, that image of her going up a wall is so terrifying. Oh, and they have yeah. To- and just uh, the body bag in the school hall is fucking. Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. exactly. That, that will, uh, I, I remember seeing that for the first time as like a teenager and it, it absolutely destroyed me. <laughs> I remember being so afraid. I remember being so afraid of that movie that I was afraid that I had, uh, fallen asleep. 
and I was in one of those nightmare landscapes. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, it still it still gets me every time. That's amazing. Um, shoot, I would for I think for me it's Hellraiser. I I still can't. You know, I've seen it. I saw it a bunch as a kid, and like everyone kept talking about it. Like it was this great film, and I thought it was great. But I I kept watching it, and then I kept saying, "Why am I watching this?" Because it yeah. really just fucked with me. You know what I mean? It was so messed up. Yeah. Um, like I didn't get it, but I liked it, but then I didn't like it. You know what I mean? So that's a movie I still to this day, I don't even own because I don't want to watch it again because now I'm like thought it through so much and I'm like, Oh my God, I, that just scared the crap out of me. So oh, just moving, just moving the net, the mattress and he catches his hand on that nail on the wall. Oh, oh dude, yeah. that movie's really disturbing. I don't know. It just messed with me as a kid. So, all right, Rochelle, you're right. Mike, we got to do rapid fire here. Yeah, let's do it. Rochelle, you still right. there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, you ready? So. Um, I guess I guess we could tie this into a Pat Healy question, but um, cheap thrills or compliance? Uh, probably cheap thrills. Why? Uh, we're supposed to be rapid fire. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I just I, it's a fun movie. I, I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's, because it's fun. Yeah, see, compliance yeah. compliance bothered the hell out of me. I mean, I was yeah. I was really I was disturbed by that film too. Right. But um, so I'm gonna go that one. Cool. I haven't seen either, so I'm out. Well, Mike, you'd like cheap thrills. That's cool. I'll check it out. I will check it out. Um, I got a quick one, a rapid fire one. Prom night or Carrie? Oh fuck. Um, well, Carrie's probably a better movie, but Prom night I watch more, um, mostly because that like seven minute dance sequence makes me laugh so hard every oh, time. It's amazing. Yeah. That song is so good. Yeah, Prom night for me. Prom night. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Can't you give us the brother at the end? Give us the brother after he takes the mask off. Remember he makes that noise? Oh, I don't (laughs) Well, can I get that as my ringtone? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Rochelle, Fright Night or Near Dark? Uh, Fright Night. Yeah. I think I just have more of a a nostalgia connection to Fright Night. Even though I love me some Catherine Bigelow. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, that's near dark. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, she's even saying though. even though she likes, yeah. Oh, even though. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. missed that. Okay, I got one. House of the Devil or The Innkeepers? Um, that's, that's easy. I guess House of the Devil. Yeah. Yeah, style-wise, right? It's just, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I like The Innkeepers. I did. The Innkeeper's but... cool. It's like a slow burn where, oh, actually, they're both kind of slow burns, but more, I think more happens in uh, House of the Devil, you know? Right. Yeah, it's good. Okay, uh, scarier remake, Dawn of the Dead or The Crazies? Um, I guess Dawn. Yeah, that was, I mean, Mike, that was a terrifying theatrical experience. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go with Dawn. The Crazies is cool, though, man, I have to say. I haven't seen that in forever. The, the part that I, like, remember from The Crazies is um in the opening bit when they... They do, uh, they do "We'll Meet Again," like the the song. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like that's the only part I remember of that movie. <laughs> um, I got one. Uh, where'd it go? Did I do? Oh, did I do this one already? Did I do "Sleepaway Camp" or "The Burning"? No. All right, "Sleepaway Camp" or "The Burning." Uh. I think Sleepaway Camp. Yep, Sleepaway Camp. I actually camp. had a nightmare about Sleepaway Camp last night. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Wow. I, like, I don't even really remember what it is. I think I, it was just like, I just remember like being in the forest 
with like that last image of her, like the, her, the open mouth and like the vacant eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that was in, in the ether, but yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. It was in your, on your mind for some yeah. reason. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anybody else got, got a good one? Uh, more shocking ending. Don't look now or sleep away. I can't. Um, uh, what the hell does the ending of the, the Don't Look Now mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the killer, right? It's, I like researched this again recently. The, it's like the killer. I, I don't know. Mike, you could research whatever you want. I, whoever yeah, answered that, whoever researcher wrote that, this doesn't cannot dissect the art yeah. behind Nicholas yeah. Rogue. Yes, mind. I think I have to say Sleepaway Camp because I watched that movie earlier. So it shocked me more. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's I was a, younger when I watched that movie. It's a pretty shocking ending. You know, that's always a treat, watching that with someone who has never seen it before. You Speaking know. of endings, Mike. What? I got your take on this. So, Rochelle, you ready? Yeah. The ending of The Mist, is it royal or is it rubbish? <laughs> um, uh, I guess, I mean, like, I remember watching it and I kind of laughed at how, like, dark it was. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really think about that movie that long, that much. Um, I think I think it's a good ending. I guess. Yeah. The reason I said because Mike hates it so much. Yeah, I really do. Just, oh man. Yeah, yeah, it just messed with me. Oh, I, I that that ripped that ripped me apart, man. I I fell on my knees like off the couch. I was like, what? Yeah, totally. And by the way, watch the black and white version of that because it's it's beautiful to watch that. It's such a B movie experience. If you oh, watch that's the right. White the, version. Yeah, that's cool. They, well, Mag, was it Fango that did that? Like black and white? They had like well, a- the DVD, the double DVD has it, and so does the Blu-ray. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, you can watch it neither. Okay, I got one. Ready? This is very meta. Here we go. All right. Favorite Alone in the Dark podcast? Whoa. Um, obviously, the one that, the ones that I'm on. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, so selfish, Rochelle. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Did, we did a Twilight Zone episode, didn't we? We did. That one was really fun. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> like Twilight Zone. Nice. I'm going to say this one. This one? All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, good nice. point. point. I'd say Sorry. this one or uh, Rochelle when we did our Halloween TV special one. That was super fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun because I got to like go back and revisit all these things that I used to watch a lot because I feel like, I mean, maybe I just don't watch as much TV now, but like. I feel like there's not a lot of, like, great Halloween specials that happen anymore. Yes, yeah, I know. It's special. But... And I like our Friday Kills episode, Mike. Yeah, that one was good. And our commentary, which was great. We did the commentary for Friday Part 6. And, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll have to announce it right now. There's a We're going to do another comment, commentary very soon. We are. And it's going to be fun. So, yeah. If this is, What movie it's for, it will be a surprise, but it's going to be awesome. I'm psyched. Oh. Um, so, Halloween 6, theatrical of producer's cut. Producer's cut. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You've seen them both for show? Yeah. 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 Uh, only recently, too, but, um, yeah. Yeah, Matt, you just saw it recently. That's pretty good uniform um, opinion of that song. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to dissect that a lot more detail, Mike, with the, uh, when the uh, fall comes around. Yeah, I think we're going to get into that for sure, which would be good <laughs> to talk about that. Um, I got one that's uh, just a real quick one. Uh, it's, like, more on, like, the kid front. Paranorman or Frankenweenie? I haven't seen either. Oh, man. Me neither. What? You guys are missing <laughs> out, man. They're super fun. Aw. Next Halloween, you should rent them. They're good. What about Monster House? I love Monster House. I'm, go- I'm going Monster House with that question. Have you seen, have you seen that, Rochelle? Monster <laughs> House? It's another great one. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. 
Um, okay, I got another quick one. Texas Chainsaw remake or the Town the Dreaded Sundown remake? Oh, Town of Dreaded Sundown. Yeah, yeah, too. Um, great, I don't great the movie. Chainsaw remake, um, but Town of Dreaded Sundown at least like I don't even really consider that movie a remake. It's yeah. like a it's like a meta sequel. It's so um, good. Yeah, I like that movie. It's fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I got one more that's kind of in that vein. You're next or It Follows? Um, see, I really like, I do really like both movies. Um, I, I think that It Follows really falls off in the last act. And You're Next I had a lot of fun with. Um, I think I'm going to say You're Next. Yeah, I'm going You're Next. Yeah, by, me too. By a, by a little bit. Yeah. 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 I love it. Follows it. It had that, you know, it was like that almost homage to Halloween and Carpenter. But uh, yeah. as far as like a fun ride, your next was just like just it just ramped up every scene. You know what I mean? It just got better and better. Yeah, it's super ridiculous. Mm. And like that blender kill. Oh I, shit! Super fun. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. worst worst sequel. Ooh, that's Exorc- hard. Exorcist Two. Ooh. Worst sequel. Sequel. Hmm. I'm going Exorcist 2 or I still know what you did last summer. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to say something in the Halloween uh, franchise. The Resurrection. Is that the one with Buster Rhymes? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. definitely all. Yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> well, let me, let me, let me fine tune this then. Worst part two. Oh, okay. Um, Exorcist. Where's part two? Um, I'd say maybe like you know, Amityville, I really, Amityville I don't Horror. Think, like, I might get like uh, crucified for this, but I really don't like Poltergeist 2 very much. Oh, I like that one. Mm. I just, I don't, I remember, I mean, I've only ever seen the one time, so maybe I didn't get it enough of a chance, but. God is in his holy temple. <laughs> See, there he goes. <laughs> Well, I used to, quick sidebar, I used to work at a Starbucks, and this old man would come in, and he looked exactly like the priest from Exorcist 2. Ooh. It was a fucking nightmare. You, you mean Poltergeist 2 or Exorcist 2? Oh, uh, Poltergeist 2. What did yeah. I say? You said Exorcist 2. Have you oh, seen okay. Exorcist 2, The Heretic? It is an awful, awful, awful movie. You know, I don't know if I've seen that film. <laughs> Don Borman, 1977. It's freaking god-awful. Don't, don't waste your time. You lose two hours of your life, you'll never get it back. All right. Uh, what do you think, Mike, for worst sequel? Uh, I would say maybe um, Amityville Horror 2. Oh, I like that one. Do you? No, oh, it's a spooky movie, man. Is it really? I don't know. I'm not into it. I, I had that too, Amityville 1 or 2. That was one of my questions, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, I like the, I prefer the first one, but the second one is freaking – it's pretty freaky because the guy – it's actually the, the violence that takes place. It's like a prequel, I think. Gotcha. Maybe I need to revisit it then, but that's one that just stuck with me that I, I remember being psyched for and I wasn't into. I think they filmed a part of that in Tom's River, too. They did? Yeah. That's awesome. Rochelle, you ready? Yep. Burnt Offerings or The Sentinel? Oh, man, I love The Sentinel. Like, that movie is just so bonkers. It is. And, and they, both, they both feature Burgess Meredith, too, by the way. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Burgess Meredith and The Sentinel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have to say The Sentinel. I'm going burnt by a hair. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'd go with burnt offerings just for uh, creepiness factor. Just for Oliver Reed's performance alone. Yeah. How about a, how about a, can you imitate Oliver Reed? 
I can't unless I'm going to throttle some kid in the pool. <laughs> Whoa, Oliver Reed is great. Jeremy so Jeremy Solnier for Blue Ruin and Green Room guy or Jeremy Gardner? Which Jeremy? Oh, um, uh, like Jeremy Solnier, however you. Yeah, saying. I agree. Blue yeah. Ruin. Blue Ruin's a creepy little film, man. That's a really powerful movie. And Green Room is like so intense. Yeah, I didn't see it. Oh, it's it's so good, and it's so like. Um, just on the edge, edge of your seat violence. Um, yeah, Murder Party is also really fun. Um, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I've actually never seen The Battery, but uh, I keep getting told that I have to. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. Um, you already asked that question. How about this one? Uh, Friday the 13th film series. Who's your favorite final girl and your least favorite? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh um, I don't know. That's too hard. <laughs> I can't think. I'm going. I'm going. Ginny Part Two is my favorite. Yeah, right. that was good. Part Two. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Rennie in Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan is such a wimpy victim. I can't stand her. Yeah. Yeah. What is she? Remind me, Matt. Who is like? What she's is, the one that gets the. She's the writer, and she gets the pen. And the uncle's the guy who's kind of like the the one running the trip, and he's a jerk. And he, remember the flashback? He threw her in the water, and Jason was under there or something. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Now it's coming she's, back. She's terrible. Yeah, that's funny. Like, like I wanted her to die, and not be the final girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, we ready to wrap it up? Almost. All right, go ahead. All right, so favorite indie horror or fringy films that you discovered in the past couple years? Ooh. Um, uh, I'm going to let Mike go first. <laughs> I need to think about that. Huh. I think, I don't know, you know, I would I would say House of the Devil. I don't know if it's really indie horror, but it kind of is, right, a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something else. I'd say at least at the time it was, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I know it's bigger now, but, um, yeah, it's tough. Indie horror. Oh, man. Or fringe. Or fringe. It doesn't have to be straight up horror, but. Mm, that's a tough one, Maddie. Well, how about, um, didn't you like, um, what's the one that got a remake already? You Are What You Are? Didn't you like it with that one? Hmm. Didn't you like that one or no? No, I did, but. I have a few. Yeah. I'm gonna, I mean, Compliance is definitely one of them. Uh, Excision definitely was one, but then this movie called Faults was really powerful. I really liked that movie a lot. I yeah. Did seen you that. see that one? No. Um, yeah, Decision's definitely high up there for me. I really like that movie. You didn't see Faults, though, Rochelle? No, no. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, rewind I, this one. you got to listen to this one back and write some... you got to get some of these yeah, down. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we need to talk about Kevin and Faults. Those are your next two movies. I'm not there. Yeah. Oh, yes. it'll, it'll be a dark day for you watching those two films. <laughs> Sick. Oh, okay, man. so Quentin Tarantino or Paul Thomas Anderson? Paul Thomas Anderson, hands down. <laughs> See, you know I'm on your back with that one. I'm yeah. right with you. Yeah. I'm, I a like huge, I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Yeah. yeah. There Will Be Blood is, and Boogie Nights are two of the, and Magnolia are three of my favorite films of like the last, I would say ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember um, there was a period of time when I was kind of starting out writing and um, I worked, I wrote some content for this website that was all B-movies and like I love B-movies, but it was like the only type of films that I was watching and I became so exhausted at, like, a bad script and bad acting and all this. And I was like, I need to watch, like, a, just a really good movie. So I rewatched There Will Be Blood, and I, like, oh. 
basically almost blacked out. I was like, I can't handle this. Rochelle, <laughs> Rochelle, the, the one of the quietest, and it's so subtle. But when you know, when they start, you know, my dick is bigger than yours. He and, and Paul Dano's character, when they start yeah. trying to like stake their claim, right in the town yeah. or whatever, and and he's telling him uh, like they're going to do the ceremony or whatever. He's going to do the blessing or whatever, and. Basically, Daniel Lewis is like, "All right, so I'm going to do this. Like, I'm I'm speaking," and then Paul Dano's like, "So I walk up," and then Daniel Lewis is like shutting it down. He goes, "I walk up," and Paul Dano just keeps going. It's like this pissing yeah. contest. It's just such a freaking masterclass in acting. It's yeah. sickening. It also it's really, so good. Like it really speaks to Dano to be able to go toe to toe with um, uh, Daniel and like not look like an absolute. Oh, I know because he's loser. a weenie. He's a weenie dude. But then, I mean, everybody knows the milkshake scene. But I tell you, man, you watch. Yeah. Dano definitely does a great job in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's really great. Like, yeah, that movie's fantastic. I'm actually due for a rewatch. I haven't watched it in a while. Same, same. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, no, I would definitely go with Paul Thomas Anderson. His movies, you know, just stand alone. I think is is just like Matt said, just like master class in filmmaking. You know what I mean? It's just totally. unbelievable. Totally. Yeah. I also like. I find Tarantino to be um, self indulgent. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, here's but, the thing, though. I mean, Mike, I know you hate the hateful eight, right? I mean, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's I he's earned the right to be. Do you really, Rochelle? Yeah, Good. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you, you hate current Tarantino? You hate him? No, it's the hateful eight. I hate, oh, you hated it too. I, I hate Quentin Tarantino as a person. Um, and I oh, don't I think, like, but I think Inglorious Bastards is a phenomenal movie, though. Right. I really do. I think that's his best film. If you, I mean, besides Pulp Fiction, which I obviously had an impact on me because I was in college and I saw it twice in the same weekend. I really right. thought it was something. But Inglorious Bastards as a film, I mean, some of those scenes, when they're in that down that downstairs bar with the guns under the table and they're talking, holy right. shit, man, you are crapping your pants. Yeah, there's some scenes in Inglorious Bastards that like uh, are like really, really good. Like the, I think, the, yeah, I think directing-wise, it's his like best film, like seriously. Right. I've only ever watched it the one time, but um, yeah, I just I don't really like Tarantino very much. Like I, I like Jackie Brown because I think that as far as his films go, it's like one of the most. Um, it, it's not just you know ripping off something else. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. It's uh, the most alone of his films, uh, like standalone of his films. But um, yeah, like even with Pulp Fiction, I read somewhere. Um, no, no, a, a friend of mine was telling me about how. Uh, I guess Tarantino didn't write the Bruce Willis story. Oh, know? I didn't. It did. Kaz didn't write it. Someone else wrote it, and then he wrote the other stories. And then oh. there was a whole. There's like a whole thing about um, like getting uh, like that. I can't remember the name of the screenwriter now, but um, getting his name onto it as well. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean the Bruce Willis story. Is- it might be Lawrence. No, it's not Lawrence Kasdan. It's that. It's the other guy, uh, Roger something. I feel like it starts with an R. I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big Tarantino fan, but I think that as far as like really, really quality, like masterclass, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson has to take that cake. Yeah, he is, he is a stylistic motherfucker, isn't he? All yeah. right, last question before your last question. Do this. If you could recast the thing using females in the role, who would play <laughs> RJ McCready? Oh, whoa, good question. Um... Oh man. Okay, Mike, you go first. I gotta think about that. Fuck. Oh, now can we pick Sorry. like can we pick like um like you know actresses from the past too or you could pick whoever you want, man. Like it could be a recreation like back then. It doesn't matter. Oh man. Fuck. 
You know what? I'm going to go. Here here we go. I got it. I got it. Not going with the past, really. I'm going to say Nev Campbell, because we were talking about what a great uh, screen right. cream she was. I could see her being a badass. You know, okay. Throw some dirt on her face. You know what I mean? She could get tough. Okay. I, I yeah. think I'm going to go for, um, or at least the one that immediately came to mind, I'm going to say Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Put a little alien in there. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What about you, Matt? I, you know... I don't really know. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I was gonna say like like Michelle Rodriguez, but it's almost like too obvious. Like she's too tough a chick already. You know what I mean? She's super tough. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I think she can go sexy or kind of like badass. Right. Right. That's cool. Good one. <laughs> nice, Rochelle. Do you have any more you want to throw out there before we wrap it up? Um. What about uh? This one might be tough because I couldn't even think of one. But like, what horror movie? Would you show someone to like really exemplify why you like the genre? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, Without saying Halloween. Yeah, because <laughs> I I was gonna go to Halloween, but uh, I yeah, I might say Scream for me, you know. Yeah. Matt? Yeah, that's a hard that's a hard question. I would I would probably go with the Thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I was trying to come up with one because I feel like I'm always in that spot with like people who don't really like horror where it's like you try to boil like it a down ga- a gateway you're saying yeah yeah like boil it down to like a gateway one the one that's like not too much too fast but like also just be like these are the reasons why it's you know gorgeous and it's interesting and it's fun but i, I couldn't think of one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you created the question i came up with the question <laughs> yes awesome um cool nice. all right you guys ready for my last question do this okay here we go. Your favorite future Alone in the Dark podcast. I knew it would be that. <laughs> Dude, why do you do this? Because it's awesome. Come on. All right. I, all it's right, a real thinker. Know. Make right, up ready? something good and it's going to be one of our podcasts. Oh, man. What do you got, Hitchcock. Man? Yep. That okay. has to happen. Yeah. Um, what about... Oh, man. I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> hmm. What What are some that you've been kind of thinking about, Mike? I don't know. I you know I love we, when we do our top fives because those are fun. But I love like these kind of podcasts where we do something different. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm gonna say another three way with Matt, Rochelle, and Mike doing. I don't know how the hell we can do this because you're in Canada. You're gonna say you're gonna say a commentary. I'm gonna say a commentary with the three of us, where we're just goofing on a movie together, watching it live. You know how fun would that be? <laughs> yeah, that'd be super fun. Yeah. So how, how great? How great would it be if it was a movie we never saw before? Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. But then it's you. But is that bad though? Because then you're kind of like hmm, no, you don't. But you don't know what's coming. Like you don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but that's why you get genuine reactions. Yeah, you think? I think it'd be fun, more fun to do one like, uh, just like a super fun movie that we've seen like a million times, and we could like just Texas kinda... Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just something we could like, you know, just goof on and just have fun with, and we kind of know it so well that we can kind of talk about, you know, our experience watching it for the first time and just the yeah. fun of it, you know. So, so safe, Mike. So safe. It's safe, but I love safe. You know me. You know me. I'm boring and safe. <laughs> no, it's not boring at all, dude. Oh, man. Well, this was so much fun. I'm yeah. so psyched that we finally... Like, how long have we been talking about doing this where three of us would be on yeah. together? And this is so great, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's been so long. Like, I've been 
Like, I literally just work all the time. <laughs> I know. You're so busy, and I, I so appreciate you doing this. You know what I mean? You it's guys have so to great. What's that? You guys have to come to Toronto. I would so love that. You know, I'm always looking for... Um, I know there's like a ton of film festivals in Toronto, but I'll have to submit one of my films up there because I like, that's my thing. I'm like, if I submit a film to a film festival and I get in, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go, you know what I mean? So that totally. would, that would be cool if I could come up and hang out, you know, it'd be super fun. I could give you some contacts there also. Like I have a lot of friends who, um, uh, curate like parts of festivals and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, I can I can help you there. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah, we Matt Matt and I are Matt and my friend Chris are writing my next short film. Oh, uh, cool. That's strictly horror, so I'm super psyched about it. It's going to be pretty awesome. So um, I'm waiting for a draft from them, right, Maddie? You'll be waiting. <laughs> Hopefully, not too much longer. <laughs> hey, man, it, it took me like five minutes to write the intro to our episode tonight. If only I could be that prodigious. One I know, dude, you're so good, play. man. The two of uh-huh. you, Rochelle and Matt, you guys are both amazing writers. So, um, so psyched to uh, have you a part of my life and, and doing this. It's so awesome. So it's great. <laughs> um, so, you know, anybody listening, if they want to follow us, we're on Instagram, alone in the dark podcast, Twitter, we're alone in the dark P and you can check us out on Facebook. Just search alone in the dark podcast. Rochelle, how can people uh, find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's rcharkot, C-H-A-R-K-O-T. I'm on Twitter. Um, it's at some picnic. Um, yeah, you can reach me there. <laughs> That's cool. And people can see you, see your, the, the screenings that you run at the, uh, what's yeah. the name of your theater again? Uh, it's the Royal Cinema. Um, the series, I, I have like a page for the series, uh, which is just facebook.com slash retropath. Um, yeah, so you can kind of keep up to date, uh, this month, like I said, I'm going to do them on June 23rd at 8, um, but then next month on June, July 28th, um, at 7, I'm going to do Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Nice. Really, nice. really excited about because the movie hasn't screened in Toronto in like 10 years. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to maybe do, um, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot that have been kind of like, um, uh, thinking about wanting to screen soon like i really want to screen privilege um i really want to screen head uh the monkeys movie Uh, (laughs) the movie is super crazy um i also really want to screen uh beyond the valley of the dolls wow um yeah there's a lot there's a lot (laughs) that's so exciting though that you get to sort of kind of curate these you know and find these really cool films that you know, an audience may have not seen or someone that's seen a million times that wants to see yeah. it in a theater. That's so exciting, you know? It's super fun. It's nice to uh, be able to be the face of something. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. And so, Matt, how can people not get in touch with you? <laughs> um, I get in touch with myself. <laughs> um, Matt, are you going you gonna to close with us like you always do? Uh, sure, to keep with tradition, I suppose. Yeah, you have to, man. It would be weird to break it. So, go ahead, give us a closing. An opening and a closing this episode. This is a real treat. Michelle, it was a pleasure. It was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we we went on a little tangents, but, you know, I think it was all in, uh, at least we were talking about movies somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what podcast should be. Very, well, uh... and, it, and it's nice to talk about with somebody who actually knows more than just, you know, oh, I like when somebody's head came off. You know, it's nice to actually intellectually get into the film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so, that, go ahead, Matt. Listeners out there in podcast land, (laughs) if you find yourself alone in the dark, 
reach ever so slowly with your hand. Yes, once again, it's Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday every day. Reach down and grab your remote and put on a good fucking horror movie and have a great time with it. Uh, it's awesome. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thanks, What did you, what, you think I was going to say? I, I don't know, Maddie. With your, your sick mind, I, I guess, yeah. I'm, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> but thanks everyone for listening. We will see you soon. There's a we got an announcement about a commentary coming very soon, and uh, I hope everyone's having a good beginning of the summer. All right, take care, everybody. Thank take you. Take care. All right. Survey said, "Bye, boom." Miller time.